The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. This is such a beautiful season of anticipation. It's good every now and then to kind of change the words. I know we call it Advent, and Adveniat means to come. It means to come in Latin, Adveniat, to come. But if someone's coming, like we talked about last week, there's a sense of anticipation. There's a waiting. A lot of what we talked about last night, the idea of waiting, waiting for something special. And it's great all the things that we have, like right now, if you haven't noticed, we've got Mary and Joseph here. They're now under the advent. The shepherds, they've kind of moved their way over to Bethlehem. And these are visible signs to us of the time that we're living. This season that we're living, this season of advent, which is a season of anticipation. I don't know if y'all ever experienced this growing up. I know my mom and dad are watching online. I say it a lot, but they'll probably be like, yep, that was, that was you, Richard. Um, but I don't know if you've ever heard your parents or your grand grandparents saying to you, patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. Or sometimes you, you kind of see people working in the kitchen and they're doing stuff and they're like, hey, 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 haste makes waste. Trying to do it too fast, you know, slow down. Patience is a virtue. Well, in this time of season, you know, just kind of my mind's eye going back to just my own childhood. I know I talked last week about growing up in Perrysburg, Ohio, and awaiting the arrival of my grandparents. Um, but in my family life, as I mentioned, I had four brothers and a sister. And one of the things we were growing up uh, on Christmas morning, it was required that you had to sit on the stairs when you knew exactly what was around the corner, you had to sit and wait and be patient on the stairs until dad got his cup of coffee and everybody was ready, right? Mom was like, be patient, dad needs his cup of coffee and you're like, ah! And then all of a sudden it was like, go! And it was like siblings running around to take a look at everything and it was that sense of, you really had to exercise patience. Well, one year I didn't exercise a real Good bit of patience. I got up kind of like in the wee hours of the night and went down there and checked everything out. 
So I'm on the stairs with all my siblings, and I'm like, Marion, you got this. Bill, you got that. Pat, you got that. Oh, I got in trouble for lack of patience. It was kind of like, ugh. Right? So in life, we have these moments, you know, patience, where patience, you know, you're waiting something great, and you just want to get there, right? Sometimes we can have that prayer, which can be a prayer, where we can turn to God in whatever situation we find ourselves in life, and like, Lord, give me patience. And then I would say, get ready. <laughs> because opportunities that are gonna be hard for you that require patience are gonna come because you just asked the Lord to give you patience. Someone turned around once and they said, a good way to pray is to say, Lord, grant me the grace to be able to embrace those moments of patience in my life. It's a different prayer than like, give me patience. Because if you ask for something, you're gonna get an opportunity to exercise something, right? So patience, how do we see that kind of unfold in this second Sunday of Advent? Well, we have our theme, MR, make room. It was super cool, I got a text from a family and a dad, and I know they're here today because I'm kind of looking at them, but the dad uh, sent me a text of his nativity scene with a little card next to the little manger for baby Jesus said, make room. And so they put that in their home. Just a simple reminder to make room because our theme is make room for Jesus. Make room for Jesus. And so as we look at the liturgy of the word today, we see that first reading of Isaiah, the prophet talking about He's coming. We don't know when, but he's coming. But when he comes, he's gonna level those mountains and bring them down. And then he's gonna fill in those valleys and bring them up. There was a beautiful petition in the, the breviary that all priests and deacons and lay people pray all over the world in many languages this past week. And it was, may the mountains of my pride be leveled and the valleys of my weaknesses be raised. Sometimes when patience can be tough, it's kind of like, oh, thinking about myself, I don't have time, I'm hurry. The circumstances, others, whatever it is, kind of make it really hard. Well, Lord, help me. Lower that mountain of my pride, embrace a little humility, and raise up, I need your help. Lift me up, lift up. The valleys, fill in the valleys. Fill in the areas in my life where I'm weak in exercising patience. So that first reading, it's, they're anticipating, they're waiting. Think of the time before Jesus came, all the prophets, everybody's like, when's the Messiah coming? Even Mary, the mother of God, she's like, when's the Messiah coming? It was a waiting. Then we see in the second reading, St. Peter saying something very good because he knows the end of the story. He knows who the Messiah is. He walked with him. He witnessed it. He witnessed the crucifixion and everything. Obviously, he wasn't at the foot of the cross, but for sure he saw it from a distance. He stood at the shore of Galilee where Jesus said after he rose, Peter, do you love me three times? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And so Peter, in that second reading of today, says a beautiful thing. God is patient. 
God is patient. And we see in the gospel, John the Baptist, his cousin, he's like, one mightier than I that is coming, one mightier than I, I baptized you in water, he's gonna baptize you in the fire and the Holy Spirit, it's coming. There was an idea of the Messiah riding in on a white horse that was gonna whip everybody into shape, get them all right according to the plans that it needs to be, and impose, almost impose a way of doing things versus uh, propose. Jesus Christ was a different type of Messiah that flipped it, flipped it totally upside down. He didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it in love. He didn't come to propose the truth, but to offer the truth nailed to the cross. He was truth. Jesus Christ, look through the gospels. Search the gospels. See the patience of Jesus. Zacchaeus, come down the tree. I know you've been ripping people off. I know what you're doing, but I love you. Today, I'm gonna be at your house. Woman, does anybody condemn you? They're ready to throw stones at you. Anybody condemn you? Nobody, sir. Neither do I. Let me help you up. Let me lighten that cross for you. Go and sin no more. Countless examples of the patience of God. God is love. God is love. Jesus born in a stable is love incarnate. He came to show us the way back to the Father with a radical, I will die for you, love. He of all people could have from the cross imposed his truth, but he didn't. He said with patience, not even opening my mouth like a lamb led to slaughter, I will draw all people to myself because my love, I will love you into the truth. God is patient. St. Paul kind of experienced that in his own life. St. Paul, St. Paul, very common reading at weddings. First Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13, a good one to read. And St. Paul towards the end of it says, love is patient. If you look at the life of St. Paul, he struggled a lot. He went from one town, he went to another town, he struggled, he came back to that town, he's writing letters. It was hard for St. Paul to try to proclaim the truth, but he did it. It's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives within me. St. Paul did it with great love. And at the latter part of his life, he learned to do it with the utmost patience when he offered his very self in his martyrdom. Love is patient. Love is patient. You know, I had a, a parishioner, every now and then I get these, I love like people send me texts. You know how we get all these images and things come, someone sends you a text and they help you at different moments. Well, I had, it was quite some time ago, but I had a, 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 a parishioner send me a text image. And it was a moment where, where, you know, I really felt like I was carrying a cross and I felt like more weight was being added to that cross, but I was carrying this cross and I'm like, man, 
you know, it's kind of hard. So I remember my, my father's uh, uh, prayer that's a common prayer in the church, which is called the serenity prayer. Most of us have heard of that. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, change the thing I, things I can, and have the wisdom to tell the, tr- 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 the difference between the two. And yet this person sent me an image, and it was very, very helpful. It was a seen little image on a text, and I got it. And this image, I found myself, I was carrying in my phone and sharing it with different people, the image. And I found myself this past week in the hospital uh, with a parishioner of ours who tragically, uh, her spouse, and she's okay with me sharing this in a homily. I don't share things in a homily. I'm not gonna mention the name, but she's okay with me sharing this. But she found herself, it was tragically in the hospital. Her, her, her husband's still in high C- ICU. She was at mass last night. She could have been sitting in the hospital, but she was at mass li- last night. And her husband's still in ICU. It was a last minute thing. It was tough. We've been praying. I was able to go to the hospital last week and be there with her and her family and her children. And she was saying how, what a witness it was, the anointing of the sick and all that we were able to offer, offer to those family members who have kind of drifted away from the church. To be able to pray and to pray those, the litanies of the saints and all that we did. But she's struggling right now with God's timing. She's struggling right now with a real wrench your heart circumstance that she cannot control. And I remember walking out of the hospital and said, well, I'm gonna pray for you. Let's pray now. We prayed and all that. And I said, and she was talking about a family member that was really struggling with it and really struggling with why aren't the doctors in there sooner? Why can't they operate sooner? All this stuff that we can't control. And I said, you know what? Can I share with you an image? So I showed her the image. She was like, that's perfect. Send it to me and send it to others. So I have that image, pull it out, and I wanna share it with y'all. And the good thing is, is I just wanna let you know that what I did yesterday, I took two hours, because I think it's really important, two hours out of my time, time well spent, printed out two of these images on one piece of paper, and then I used the paper cutter, and I cut them into two, and I stacked them, and each time I did it, I prayed for everybody who will receive one of these. And actually one parishioner said, don't mention me in the homily. I'm not gonna mention what the person said in the homily, but they sent me a text saying, thank you so very much. I took that home and it was exactly what I needed to see. And so I want you to see it with your mind's eye. I want you to visualize it with your mind's eye. And then in the back, we have little gold bowls and you can get it when you go out. It's just, it's just an image. It's a circle. It's a circle with words, words in the circle and words outside the circle And what it's talking about is out of my control, in my control. In order to be patient, we truly have to settle our heart, bring down those mountains of our pride, embrace a little humility, and with the help of God's grace, raise me up, lift me up, pull me up in my weakness. Pull me up in my weakness. Zacchaeus had to be brought down out of that tree of his pride of what he was doing. Come on down, I'm gonna stay at your house, Zacchaeus. Come down, we're gonna go to your house. And the woman who was caught in adultery had to be lifted up. Let me lift you up. Let me raise you up. I know you feel weak right now, but I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to raise you up and I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to accompany you. I'm going to love you. That took amazing patience of the good shepherd. So let me read read this to you. In your mind's eye, kind of picture it if it helps you. So at the top it says, make room for Jesus. Live the virtue of patience. So if it helps you, Take one per household as you leave, 
put it on your refrigerator. If you're a single young adult, put it on your computer at home in the office where you work. Put it somewhere where the whole family can see, but I only did 1,400 of them and I've got three masses, so please don't take, everybody can't take one, okay? But it's good, it could be helpful. If it doesn't help you, do not let your, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. But sometimes I'm a visual learner, so it helps, it helps me. So, out of my control, there's an inner circle which is in my control. What can I control? Then there's an outer part outside of the circle, what I can't control. Out of my control. Actually, let's start with what's in my control. What's in the circle of our control? What's inside that circle of our control? Number one, in my control, to walk by faith. In my control, what I focus on. In my control, believing God's word in my control, rest. In my control, loving people. In my control, bold prayer. In my control, my actions. In my control, taking my thoughts captive. That's in the inner circle. How about the outer circle? What we can't control. Out of my control, God's timing. Out of control, changing people. Out of control, outcomes. Out of control, the past. Out of control, the future. Out of control, out of my control, others' actions out of my control when growth happens, out of my control, people's perception of me. That's just a simple diagram to understand what we can control, what we can't control in the circumstances and things that come in our, in our life and to live by the virtue of patience. May all of us continue to make room for Jesus in this season of anticipation by living the virtue of patience. Amen.